0: so good to see everyone here this morning those that uh are able to be back with us and, and we've got had good news people are are recovering and getting better and uh, getting good news from from those who are uh, uh having to be in the hospital and good to see uh miss doris here with us again today i know that she's uh, probably feeling a lot better after those uh, those procedures, and nice to be back home and, and halfway normal, right? And she nods, yes, yes it is. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's good to see everybody here this morning. I know that we still have those that are not able to be with us, and we're we're praying for them and mindful of them, and, and hopefully they'll be able to be back with us as soon as possible. Uh, this morning, before we get into the sermon, I did want to say that uh, obviously we are going to be uh, working towards having elders, or that should be what we're working towards. And so I I do want to preface this by saying that, that all the things that we talk about this morning are in no way to say that, well, we can do this without elders. We can't really be what we should be without an eldership. But in the meantime, while we're working towards elders and we don't have an eldership, there are some things that we all can be striving to do and attitudes we can strive to have and things we can strive to do for one another that would at least help us not only to grow towards having an eldership but to help us be closer to what we need to be uh, each and every day as it is. So again, we're not talking about Anything to do with us just being able to handle all these things by ourselves without an eldership. We need elders to be what God has designed us to be. And we're going to work towards that. But while we're working towards that, you know, we often mention that uh, a lot of the things you see in God's Word that are, quote, qualifications for elders. As you look down through that list, there's really only a few... That would apply only to specific men who are elders. Most of those qualifications, or those attitudes, those things that the, those characteristics that an elder is to have, really a lot of those are literally just Christian values. They're things that a Christian should have in their life. So a lot of these qualities, or a lot of these uh, characteristics, ought to be the characteristics of a Christian, of a child of God. Not every Christian is going to be the husband of one wife and have, have children. Uh, but the, the people who are, are not in a, in a situation to even consider an eldership can still work to have a lot of these qualities. And they're, they're positive traits for any Christian, any child of God. So as we go through some of the things we're going to notice this morning, I want us to keep that in mind that a lot of these qualifications for elders are literally... The same things that every Christian should be striving towards uh, each day. Communication is a big part of any uh, relationship. Whether it's just friends or family or marriage relationship. Or a work relationship between the the boss and the workers. Or between managers and, and different departments. Communication is key for success in any relationship, especially with our relationship with God. But as we think about about what we can be as Christians, as members of this family here at Second Street, communication is key. The way that we communicate and the things that we communicate are key. Now, any good uh, eldership, any good group of shepherds is able to communicate And has those qualities and those abilities to communicate in ways that are going to be fruitful. Those ways that are going to be encouraging. And for the time being, as we work towards an eldership, a lot of this communication of encouragement and uh, these, these ways of teaching and ways of encouraging one another and ways of being there for one another... A big part of that is going to be our communication one with another. If we're going to have relationships as brothers and sisters in Christ, the communication needs to be that type of communication that God would have us to have. A lot of times we see communication being done in a negative way. In other words, I need to tell you what you need to change. And it may be a fact that that there's something you need to change, and you need to understand that. There's a way for me to communicate that in a way that's going to be beneficial for all of us. A godly church is not only going to seek an eldership that is looking out for and seeking first and foremost the good of the church, but we as members, we as brothers and sisters, are going to look for that. We're going to seek that. Seek those things that are uh, of the most profit for the Lord's church. In 1 Peter 5 and verse 1 beginning, he says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. Now there's a lot of things in these few verses that we as members, as brothers and sisters, can work to to have these attitudes and have these abilities. Obviously, we are not in a position for any of us right now to be taking oversight of the flock. So throw that out. That is specifically for an elder. But there's a lot of things that we see here that we can work to do. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Well, we, we already uh, work to do that. We work to teach one another. And, and we're having, of uh, course, Bible classes and then some other studies. We're trying to feed the flock. And it ought to be also that the flock is making efforts to feed itself. When the Bible is right there in front of you, for you to be fed, you're going to have to open it and study it. Uh, it more times than just a few hours a week, Right? So feed the flock. We all need to be mindful of that, willing to do that. But another thing that you see there that is not only a problem with those who are charged with making sure that the flock is what it should be. There are plenty of brothers and sisters in Christ who feel like they need to be making sure the flock is what it should be when they have no place to do that. So when he says to the elders, neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock, that's literally something that all of us should be working towards. If he tells the elder, the shepherds that he has put in place not to be lords over the flock, then what do we think we have the right to, to be lords over the flock or to be the one who decides what's right and what's wrong and what, how you should be living? And I need to just tell you that. It's not our place. Our place is to line up with what God's Word says, to help one another do that, but not as Lord's. Not with that mentality, not with that attitude. I'm saying, well, I don't like what you were wearing this morning, or I don't like the way you looked at me this morning. Or, you know. Sometimes we get into, into trouble just from our own thoughts and from the ways that we deal with each other. A lot of times the people that you hear that have left the church and don't worship anywhere, usually it's the case that someone was literally trying to be Lord over them and said something to them or did something to them that they should have never done. It wasn't the right thing to do. Because they were treated in a certain way by a brother and sister in Christ. Then they say, no, I'm through with this. Now that's the wrong attitude to have and they shouldn't walk away from it just because of what somebody said something said to them. But none of us should be the person that says that to them that causes that. So we work all as brothers and sisters not to be lords over one another. We're all in this together. We're all striving to be what God would have us to be and striving to help one another to be what God would have us to be. Not as lords, but as brothers and sisters in Christ. Obviously, it is the case that if you're going to be uh, an elder in in the Lord's church, you're going to need to have a knowledge of God's Word. And you're not going to be a novice. You're going to to know what God's Word has to say. And not only that, you will know, you'll have a, a knowledge and a feel of how to apply it to someone's situation. This is another qualification of an elder... That they're knowledgeable in the the Word of God that is literally one of the qualifications or requirements of a Christian, that we grow in our knowledge of God. That we're able to learn and grow closer to God and to grow our knowledge of God. Here you have 1 Timothy 3 and verse 2 there. "A, A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Again, that's not for everybody. Vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Are there, are there any of those other ones that are, you, would, you would say, well, that's only for an elder? That's only for someone who's going to be one of the, the shepherds? That the, the normal, quote, normal brother or sister in Christ doesn't need to be vigilant or sober. They don't necessarily need to be of good behavior, they can act up every now and then. They don't need to be given to hospitality or apt to teach. No, every one of those qualifications there are qualities and characteristics that we should all have in our repertoire. And able to use them to the encouragement and to the betterment of brothers and sisters in Christ. And so as a godly church obviously wants its eldership to know the Word of God and to apply it correctly. And to know especially what the Word of God has to say about their role in things. And their ability to lead the church and to keep us spiritually minded and keep us spiritually healthy. At all times, that should be the mentality of all Christians. That we are knowledgeable of God's word. That we're making sure that we do what God would have us to do. We're living how God would have us to live. And it's based on God's word, not our own opinions. And the way that we deal with others when they're not living according to God's Word is a way that's in love. It's from the truth. It's from the heart. And it's in love. And again, notice what I said there. When we deal with someone who's not living according to God's Word, we do it that way. If we're dealing with someone who's not living according to my opinion, you need to just let it go. I have no reason to be bringing that up or being a lord over someone if it's something that's my opinion. A lot of times that's where you run into problems. That's where you have the heartache and the strained relationships among brothers and sisters. And is when we begin to place our opinions or our own thoughts over what the Word of God says. So as, as a church, we want to seek the good of the church and we want to reach the point where we have an eldership that seeks the good of the church. As a church, as a family, we want to be knowledgeable of the Word of God. Not only knowledgeable for ourselves, but able to help others to be knowledgeable. To be able to teach others. And then we also want good, solid communication within the church. We want to be able to communicate in a way that is uplifting, that is encouraging. Not in a way that we're shrugging off certain sins or we're sweeping things under the rug or we are allowing things that God doesn't allow just so we can get along. That's not what we're talking about. But the communication that is there with one another and the communication, excuse me, from an eldership to the flock is done solely for the good of the church and for the encouragement. So that communication is necessary. Now, one of the biggest qualities of an eldership that the Bible talks about is that ability to lead. And not simply just direct. It's more than just telling you what you need to do. It's it's not, hey, you need to go and do this. It's, come on, let's go and do this. And that's what you see in God's Word. Let's look over at Matthew 23. Matthew 23. (coughs) Excuse me. He says, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to His disciples. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. In other words, they're telling you the right things to do, but don't pay any attention to what they're doing they're doing or not doing because they're not doing it right. They're telling you the right things, but they're not being an example to you. And we understand that a a qualified, appointed eldership ought to be able to do that, to be examples to the flock. The shepherd leads the flock. He doesn't just direct the flock where to go. Heard someone say not so long ago that if a shepherd is what he should be, He's going to be in the flock, involved with the flock. He's going to smell like the sheep. If a shepherd is what he should be, he's going to smell like the sheep. Well, the same applies to an eldership in the Lord's church. If you're what you should be, if you're shepherding the flock, you're going to smell like the sheep. You're not above anyone. You're not lords over anybody. None of us, especially, saying we're talking this morning about us as brothers and sisters in Christ... We don't have an eldership right now. We're working towards it. So none of us, especially, are in any situation to even think about directing someone else in that way or being lords over someone else. No, we're all involved in this. We're all in this together. And so all of us as brothers and sisters in Christ are of that mentality that we say, come on, let's do this, not you need to go and do that. And what he's saying here about these scribes and Pharisees is... He's having to tell them, don't be discouraged by the fact that they're not doing anything. And so that's the other side of the coin. Not only are we to be encouraging one another and be involved in everything with one another, but don't be discouraged by those that refuse to do anything. Don't let that pull you down. He says they're telling you the right things, so go ahead and do those. That's what you need to be doing. But don't let their complacency or their laziness or their non-action discourage you when it comes to acting. So we are, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are certainly not administrators one of another because none of us are elders. But we are in the same boat. We're striving for the same goals. And we are helping one another along. We're all involved in that, so we're not just directing. And if you look again there, first uh, Peter five and verse two, again, First Peter five and verse two. When he says, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of ready mind. That idea of feeding the flock. God wants His shepherds to not simply be those who are deciding where the money gets spent or sitting as a a board of directors over the congregation But there are those that are directly involved in feeding the flock spiritually. Now, are we right now as a congregation that's simply working towards an eldership and doesn't yet have an eldership in place, are we just sitting back waiting on the day when we have elders that can feed the flock? Well, no. Are we in a situation where we can say, well, we don't have elders, but we have a preacher. He can feed the flock. He can do all the feeding until we get elders. Are we in that situation? Can we do that? No. Right now, we all have the same responsibility. I've said this over and over. The difference between me and the rest of you is I'm not as nervous in front of people. We all have the same responsibilities as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we have a responsibility right now to feed the flock. To feed one another. To be there not only encourage but to teach one another. And so right now, certainly, if it's the case that an eldership is not to be administrators, certainly none of us are to be administrators. One of the things, one of the best qualities... Uh, 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 abilities of an eldership, the reason that God puts men in place to to take care of these responsibilities, is that the qualities or qualifications of an elder show that one is prepared to not only be able to feed the flock, but to be able to notice the talents and abilities of the flock and to use the flock in the best way possible. Now, right now, we're working towards an eldership, but we can, at this moment, from this day forward, recognize and utilize the various talents that we have right here in this room. And we can work to be what God would have us to be. We can work to bring others to Christ. As we work towards having an eldership that will feed the flock and lead the flock, we can take care of some of these responsibilities that we all have we're not waiting on the time when we happen to have an eldership there are things that we need to be doing need to be responsible for right now and again like I said when we first started none of this is to say that we can be what god would have us to be like we are none of this is to say well we can do it better without an eldership if we'll just take on some of these responsibilities that is not at all what we're saying To be what God would have us to be, we have to line up with His design for His church. And while we're working towards that, we can fulfill our own responsibilities. Because a lot of these qualifications and responsibilities of an elder literally are also responsibilities of Christians. And we can work to do these things. The church is is this body. We're likened to that body consisting of different members. And so each member is going to have different abilities, be able to contribute different things. But by the same token, that, that body is going to have to work together. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12... He says concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away under the dumb idols, even as you were led. For I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. And he mentions here, now he's talking to them about their diverse spiritual gifts. We have... Not miraculous gifts today, but we do have our own talents and abilities. So he says that there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. In other words, you're all working towards the same goal, but you have different things that you can contribute to the accomplishment of that goal. Some of us are going to be a little better at teaching a classroom full of kids, some of us are going to be a little better at teaching a classroom full of, of adults. Some of us are not really going to be comfortable teaching. We're going to need to be sitting in a class. But we can make comments in that class. We have other uh, abilities and talents that we can use. Maybe it is that we can send cards or make calls. There's all kinds of responsibilities of a Christian that we can fulfill that don't even involve being in front of people or, or being in a situation where you might be nervous. So many things that we can do as a group that cause us to be equipped and able to accomplish the goal. I mean, just take me for an example. Yes, I'm comfortable in front of large crowds, no matter the size of the crowd. I just don't, I just don't get nervous. I think that that link somewhere in my nervous system is just not connected to be nervous. And, and I can speak okay. It's not the most eloquent speech, but I, I can speak well enough that people can understand it. And I can study enough to where I can bring some things out in God's Word that that are important for us to, to know. But what I could use more than anything sometimes is a secretary. <laughs> Somebody that says... Oh, remember, you need to do this. Remember, you were supposed to call Wendell today at 1. And you, need to, you need to remember that. Don't forget that. I've always said that any, any, any man that has achieved any height of success, there's some woman back there, whether it's his wife or his mother, some of them, or his secretary, that's constantly on him saying, Remember, you've got to do this, 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 and this, keeping him organized because he's not organized. And I'm the same way. There's things that I'm thinking about that I'm concentrating on. I want to be as good as, as I can be at what I'm trying to do. But then I always need that somebody to come along and say, remember what you were trying to do? So even that person that is not comfortable in front of people at all, maybe they don't have any kind of skills that make them feel like they need to be out front of any situation. They can be in the background saying, remember you need to do this, 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 and this. Remember we're going to do this. That helps me more than anything is somebody saying, remember I asked you about this? Have you gotten to do that yet? And, and so don't, don't feel bad about that. Don't feel bad that I forgot whatever it was that I forgot because not only am I forgetful anyway having an mess, sometimes you turn around and you forgot already. So I do need that. That in itself is a, is a way to contribute to the, the overall spiritual health of this this family. Just being there for one another and and lifting one another up and reminding one another of what it is we're doing here. In order for the church to be great, we all need to be unified. We all need to be working towards the same goal and encouraging one another to accomplish that goal. For the time being, I hope it is, I trust that it is, that we have men in this congregation that are mindful of the need for an eldership and they're mindful of themselves and working towards that. I trust that that's the case. But if it's not, we we do need to be mindful of that. And the rest of us as a whole, the family as a whole, can be as close to what God would have us as we work towards an eldership we can be what God would have us to be in this situation as long as we're working towards that and we're everything we can possibly be for him right now and we're working to fulfill our responsibilities as members of the flock so that when the day comes that an eldership is put in place they can just step right in and do their responsibility there's not a big mess to clean up That we're ready to go. Let's pick up from here and go. And so I hope that that's the case. But if it's not, I hope that we can all be able to recognize that within ourselves and to understand where it is that we might be falling short or where it is that we as individuals might be amiss and and then work to change those, work to make those things right. Whether it is that there's something in my life that I need to, to take away something that's there that doesn't need to be there and I need to get rid of that or there's something that's amiss something that I need to start doing that I'm willing to take a look at my life and make right whatever needs to be made right but if you're here this morning and you're not a member of the Lord's church not a member of his family that is a requirement a definite need for someone who's going to have salvation and hope of a home in heaven you must be in God's family And so when we are baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins and then God adds us to His family and then we look forward to that home that He's prepared for us. Many of us in this room have already done that and we're looking forward to that that home and and I hope that you're able to look forward to that home. And I hope that as we went through the sermon this morning all the things that we're talking about that Christians are responsible for and that, that we need to be doing that as you nod your head yes that is a nodding of Yeah, I'm already doing that. I'm already striving to take care of those responsibilities of a Christian. And you're right, we should be doing that, and I am doing that. Great, what a reason to rejoice. But if there's anything that we can fix, anything that we can change, let's work to make that right. Come now while we stand and sing.